Hello, 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 and welcome to the Cinema Judge. To all my regulars out there, welcome back. Now, if you're new to the show, let me briefly tell you what the show is about. We here at the Cinema Judge, the studios, they give us movie clips, interviews, red carpet interviews. We put it together and we present it to you, the jury, for you to make up your own mind. I'm not here to yell about Hollywood, criticize people, anything like that. We all walk different paths. Who am I to tell you what to like or what not to like? Because any movie is somebody's favorite movie. What it comes down to is this for me. We all want to spend our hard-earned money wisely. Because we all want the same thing. An enjoyable movie experience. Now, speaking of that, we have a movie that's been a book, part of a couple generations. Young women have read and just enjoyed it because they could relate to it. It's by the incredibly talented author, Judy Bloom, And the book is, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. And it's finally been able to make into a, a real movie. And it stars Abby Ryder Fortson, Rachel McAdams, Kathy Bates, just to name a few. This is a great cast, and it's directed by Kelly Freeman Craig. But the best part is this, Judy Bloom is part of the process. She's a producer. They, they, they talk to her about it. She had input. Because everybody knows when you, you know, when you move a book to a movie, things are added, taken out. But the best part was she was there to help guide them and make it. So that's when you know a movie has great potential to being that good. But before we go any further, I want to give a quick shout out to Maloa. I had a great time talking with you this last week. It was a great time. So I thank you for listening to the show. That truly means a lot to me. So here's the trailer for Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. today about your changing bodies. The blood is released through the vagina. Please, just do this one thing for me. Let me just be normal and regular like everybody else. Just please, 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 please. What I feel, I can't say. I've decided I want you to join my secret club. If you want to be in the club, then you have to wear a bra. Oh. Do you, you think you need one? Are you okay? You can tell me the truth. Ah! Fine. Good. Yes. We have the Campus Improvement Committee. Any volunteers? Social Committee. Fundraising Committee. <sighs> and how are you? I read that when you don't have any loved ones around, your life expectancy drops drastically. But, you know, I've had a good run. It's tiring. Trying so hard all the time, doesn't it? I don't know 
know if I want to do this. Just so that we're ready. Please, God, let it be a lady. will look like that when we're 19. Now, first things first, I love that song. If you're wondering what that song is and who is it, it's written by the great, the phenomenal George Harrison. The song is called What Is Life? Go look it up, play it. I mean, that on top of a great trailer, what more do you need? That just sells itself. Anyway, I digress. But coming up first, we have an interview with the author slash producer, Judy Bloom. And she first just talks about just the whole process of writing this book. She didn't really even have a plan. And then we're going to hear from the director, Kelly Freeman Craig. And she talks about the involvement of Judy Bloom, How helpful she was, but how lenient she was also in letting things be differently than the book. And then we're going to hear from Judy Bloom again. And she's going to talk about how she first got engaged into this whole situation when Kelly contacted her about the whole movie thing. You know, I didn't know what I was doing when I wrote Are You There, Goddess Me, Margaret. I just knew that for the first time, I wanted to um, really tell the truth. It was my truth. I wanted to be honest. It was my honesty of what it was like to be in sixth grade. Judy Bloom was very involved um, from, from the from the very beginning. Um, but she was also very permission giving. She really understood that this had to be its own thing and that, and that it would have to, it would have to have new life in ways. I mean, and that's just a credit to her being that type of incredibly committed writer that even all those years later with this, this book that sold millions of copies, she wanted to try different things. So she was very involved in the whole process and came to set. And we all sort of held hands and, and jumped in and knew that we were making this film for, for women my age in a lot of ways that grew up with the book, but also for this new generation of girls that are being reintroduced to it. I got an email from a woman named Kelly, who she writes, she's a really good writer. She could convince you to do anything. And I already knew that this was going to happen. I just felt that this was meant to be. <laughs> I chose my team, and I believe in my team. And I know how hard they're working to make me happy with this movie. And I just love hearing those interviews. Everybody involved is passionate about it, and they all care that they want to do it right. The directors, everybody involved, they go, we know this is an incredible property, and we don't want to mess it up. And I also love hearing the author, just hearing her passion and her joy that they really do care what she has to say, and they want to make her happy. And For me, anyway, I could hear it in her voice. That I think that really makes her happy that this incredible book that she wrote, you know, many years ago, but it's still impacting young women today. And it's just that little guidebook of, I'm not alone. You just read that book and you go, oh, see, my mom felt this way. Her mom felt this way. It just makes people feel less alone. And these people are working together like that. So they don't feel alone. They don't feel like, they're, her, like her property is just being discarded just to make a quick buck. 
And it's really cool to hear that. And up next, we're going to hear from Rachel McAdams. And she also talks about the joy of having Judy Bloom on set. And you can just hear it in her voice, just how glad she is that she's there. And then we're going to hear from the director. And she addresses the situation of not having this movie take place in modern time. And it's really fun to hear why. To just to have her on set with us and watching her watch her book come to life and to be a part of that was just, it was so surreal. I, um, and she's the loveliest lady. And uh, um, I felt very honored to be a part of this for that reason, you know. And I just, you know, wanted to do right by her. I never, ever had a thought about setting it modern day. And part of that was because I think that when people go to the movies, when girls and women go to the movies, they understand that this thing that they've gone through, their moms went through and their grandmas went through. And here's this thing that takes place in 1970, and yet it's no different than what you experience today. So for me, the time period is actually, it's, it's important. It's, it's important because it connects you somehow. It connects you through all of history. This is something that we all go through. Now, you might be wondering... What has Kelly Freeman Craig been involved with before this? Like they said earlier, she's a very, very talented writer. And she wrote The Edge of Seventeen, the 2016 film. And she also wrote Postgrad in 2009. And she wrote the screenplay Ordinary Angels. Now coming up next, we're going to hear from Rachel McAdams. And she's going to talk about what impact the script had on her. Then after hearing from Rachel, we're going to hear from Judy Bloom and the director, and they both talk about the search for the perfect Margaret. The script just moved me in so many ways, on so many levels. Um, it took me back to my own childhood and going through puberty and all those sort of little moments that seem like nothing when you when you isolate them, but when you add it all up, those are such formative experiences. Um, so I got so carried away in all of that and the, and the nostalgia of what it is to to be growing up. Abby was just there from the moment that I saw her, and I know that Kelly and Jim felt the same way from the moment they saw her. She was funny, but she was vulnerable, and um, and she. She was soulful. You know, you look in her eyes and you really see deep who is inside. It was a massive search where we, we saw hundreds, if not thousands of girls audition for Margaret. And the truth was, Abby walked in and was so instantly it. She made us laugh. She made us cry. I instantly rooted for her. I just wanted good things for this kid. I was just behind her. And she also, I think, what's so special about Abby as an actress and a human is she has such depth. She's miles deep, and she's so she's so willing to dive in and go there. She's willing to get a laugh and make fun of herself, and she's also a beautiful, dramatic actress where she just makes my heart burst. And luckily for them, they found the perfect Margaret in Abby. And it can't be easy. You pour through hundreds of different people for a role, but then that one person shows up. Because you got a lot weighing on you on this one. This is a very iconic book. In a sense, I try to compare it to in my head of a book I'm familiar with about growing up, trying to find a hole in Caulfield for Catcher in Rye. 
there are very few, few actors in the history of what we know recently who could have played that role. And you could pick them if you want to, but I think we all know there's some people who could have, but trying to nail a character with such magnitude is tough to do. But they found that in Abby. Now, coming up next, we're going to hear from Abby, and she's going to talk about what attracted her to this role. And then we're going to hear from legendary producer James L. Brooks, and he's going to talk about finding her. And then after him, we're going to go back to Abby, and she just talks about a little bit more about the character. I think the thing that really drew me to the project was the feeling that we can all connect to the story of Margaret because we are all going through that time in our lives, and most of us still are, where we're figuring things out and trying to build the pieces of ourselves together. And that's what I really connected with, and as soon as I read it, I knew that this was the kind of project that I wanted to be a part of. She's extraordinary. I do think somehow in Hollywood, you always find the kid. How does a kid exist who can do this? You're just fascinated by her work. You're just fascinated by the intelligence. You're fascinated about how much she is at the moment and how prepared she is. And, you know, her, her two parents are actors. I think that's part of what's going on. And, um, you know, the sense of dedication. Abby was there in the beginning and she'll be there in the end. And she's a different human being as the kid is in the movie, just because that age is that precious. She's growing up, she's experiencing a lot of changes, and she moves, and it's really jarring for her, and she's figuring out how to be with these new friends, and with her family and religion, and she's figuring all that out while she's growing up, and it's just a really important journey about finding yourself and just being who you are. And if you're wondering, where have I seen Abby Ryder Fortson before? Well, in the recent Ant-Man and the Wasp, and in the 2018 film, Forever My Girl, and in 2020, Tales from the Loop. Just to name a few, because she's done a lot of voice work too. But coming up next, we have a clip for you. Now, in this clip, Margaret walks into the house, and in the house is, his, is her parents and her grandmother, played by the incredible, the amazing Kathy Bates. And they have a discussion about moving but I, the banter between everybody at once and all this, all the relationships, all the little quirks, you can just, it, it's not a long scene, but you can just hear the great writing and just the dynamics in the family. That was camp. It was amazing. So you were in a play? Yep. Oh my God, hey, incredible. What are those boxes for? Don't worry about that. I want to hear more about camp. What else you learned? What else did you You're do? moving. What? Really, Mom? Sylvia. Oh, wow. You promised. We're moving? Look, it's... Look, she saw the boxes. Yeah, we, she was putting it together. I don't well, think she was. We're moving? Okay, just... Look, we wanted you to settle in before we sprung the news, but um, your dad got his promotion. Yeah, isn't that great? And we found this great house. Oh, the best Where? house, the best house. Well, that's the thing. We we got really lucky. New and Jersey. Ah. Oh. New Jersey? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh. Now, in that scene was Kathy Bates. We're going to hear from Kathy next, and she's going to talk about the script, and then we're going to hear from James L. Brooks talking about Kathy Bates, and then Rachel McAdams. And I'm, and I'm just going to let them roll. They, they can say it a lot better than I can. Here they are. As you know, the book was written in 1970, but I think the themes in the book are timeless. And Kelly has the gift of um, 
writing dialogue and creating characters in just a very few lines. And when you trust the script, you're not tripped up by things that you know in your heart are not true for the character. And the goal of an actor is to um, make the dialogue disappear so that a human being takes its place. And that's what Kelly has accomplished. There was nobody else but Kathy. She had her first scene to do. And the first scene was a phone call and then something immediately afterwards, her, her end of a, of a conversation, you know, and she was uncomfortable. And I think there are about four sentences in that phone call that she felt uncomfortable. And then she addressed it and exploded into the character. I mean, four sentences in and we were slack-jawed. And then her ability to improvise in the character, it's like a great comedy performance. So amazing to watch her up close, um, watch her work uh, and play a character I've never seen her play before. And, you know, how is that even possible at this point? But, you know, she's just found this unique woman and she's delicious and delightful and heartbreaking um, and bedazzled. I mean, just, we always do when Kath, where Kathy had been on set because she leaves as Sylvia like a trail of glitter and sequins everywhere she goes. I mean, she's just such a fabulous character. She's larger than life and um, just a gorgeous performance. In this next few interviews I have for you are just awesome. Just It just explains and tells us how incredible Kathy Bates is. Because in this interview, she talks about how she wanted to get in better contact, better connection with the girl who plays Margaret. And what she does and what they did, I, I just was like, wow, that's so cool. And I'll let her explain that, obviously. And then we're going to hear from Abby talking about that situation. And then after that, we're going to hear from the director, just like what we all do, singing the praises of Kathy Bates. I realized I would have all of these weeks away from Abby, not knowing her, not being able to really build that relationship. And Abby uh, is at camp. And um, so I said, what if we write letters to one another uh, as our characters? And, you know, got permission from her parents and from Kelly. And um, so we started doing that. And I can't tell you how excited I was when I got the first letter from camp. And there was Margaret on the page, printed, scratched out, little drawings of a squirrel, um, you know, ripped out of a notebook. And through that, um, our characters just jumped off the page with one another so that when we actually met, um, it wasn't cold. There was um, a history there. Um, I made up things uh, from my own life or just out of the blue, uh, uh, that we were able to share and build a life together. So um, Kathy had called Kelly, our director, and then Kelly called us and proposed the idea that Kathy had proposed to her um, that we would write letters back and forth to build our memory bank and relationship because Grandma Sylvia and Margaret, they have such a great relationship that... Sylvia has kind of been Margaret's best friend for 11, 12 years. And um, we really wanted 
to build that before we had even met because once we after right after we met we hopped straight back into shooting um and we we really during that those letter writing process um we both really just drew a bunch from our own lives and added that into our characters Kathy came in and she is she is so committed. She's so studied. I mean, she builds a whole layered backstory for her character. And so when she comes to set, it's so much richer than even what you imagine. Also, I have to say, Kathy is one of the funniest people. So much of what was incredible working with her was just giving her leeway to just play and improvise. And so, so much of it was just like, okay, like, I'm not going to call cut, just keep going. And she would just, the stuff that came off the top of her head was so funny. And so much of that is in the movie. She's just, she's effervescent. And that's the character. She just got it. Now we're going to hear from Kathy Bates again. And she talks about the importance of this book. The book is obviously about a young girl who is becoming a, a young woman and she's embracing her womanhood. And um, I think uh, women throughout history have been taught to feel negatively about their bodies and about the processes that their bodies go through um, and about parts of their bodies that are ugly or unattractive. And um, I think this film, I hope, will help young women feel better about their bodies. But I also, when, when, when people come out, I hope that they take with them Margaret's integrity to question things, to think for herself, and to stand up for herself. And I wanted to say that a lot of us come of age, but we don't grow up. And Margaret grows up in the film, and I hope people understand the difference between those two things. And she makes a very good point. And also, denying people the chance to read a book doesn't stop the events that actually happen in the book. Kind of funny that way. Coming up next, we all know how incredibly talented Rachel McAdams is. We're going to hear first about the director talking about giving the script to Rachel and telling her that this, the script, there was more to this character than in the book. And then we're going to hear from Kathy Bates and Abby, both talking about working with Rachel McAdams. When we sent the script to Rachel, first of all, I just crossed my fingers that she had grown up with the book and Judy Bloom and loved it because I knew that if she had, she would understand what a special project this was. But I also wanted to be very clear with her that it was different from the book and that in the film version, I wanted to really explore her journey as a mom in a much deeper way. She's a mom. She has young kids just like I do. And we talked a lot about that. She connected, I think, to the material based on sort of what she was going through in her own life. And Rachel is just, she's, she's luminous. I mean, she's just, she's lit from within and she would just, she'd get in front of the camera and go and everything was so beautiful and moving and funny that it was, you know, honestly hard to, in the editing room, hard to, hard to pick a take because it's so, it's all so good and so varied. I had admired Rachel from afar for, for quite a while and I loved her before and now I know why. Um, she's lovely, open, kind woman. She's inclusive um, there was a scene in which she tells Margaret 
why they have to go to New Jersey and that she wants to be a full-time mom and not be running around and, and teaching art. And I was off screen. I needed to be off screen for the lines. So I didn't want to look at her because I was in her eye line. But she did this scene so beautifully and so flawlessly that I couldn't look away. And it just brought tears to my eyes that I saw this mother. I didn't see Rachel. Rachel, she's such a sweet woman. I... Margaret is really lucky to have her as a mom. She's she's always just so sweet and um, understanding and just compassionate. And it's it's been really amazing working with her. She's so focused, and we always we are always improving, and um, it's just really great to to act around her because she's she she's another actress. She understands it. She understands the process, um, and. It's, it's just been really amazing working with her. Now, speaking of Rachel McAdams, we're going to hear from her next, talking about her character. And immediately after that, we're going to play a clip for you. Now, in this clip, she takes her daughter to the department store for a bra. You really get to see Barb um, both as a mom and as a, a woman struggling to be everything. She wants to be a, a great artist and mother and uh, wife and um, homemaker. And, you know, she's caught between two worlds, especially in the 70s. She went to work when women weren't necessarily. And then she decides, oh, wait, I want to try it the other way. Um, so she's kind of doing the reverse of what a lot of women were doing at that time. So she's she's kind of um, uh, a pioneer and then steps back a little bit. <laughs> um, and she's trying, she's wrestling with that and um, wants to be there for Margaret in a way she felt she wasn't. So there's, you know, all kinds of wonderful little nuggets of things that, that Barb's exploring. Excuse me, uh, we're looking for a bra for my daughter. Hmm. Well, we don't have many that small. But come with me, dear, I'll measure you. Arms up, dear. Barely a 28, not even a double A. Your best bet is going to be to go with one of these grow bras here. So one day when you do grow, it'll grow with you. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks. We'll just go try it on. Um, oh, yeah. Can I just, I'll just, yep. Here we go. This is always the tough bit. I can't even do this to this day. Okay, all right. Can I see? How's that feel? I cannot wait to take it off. Yeah. Welcome to womanhood. As we've said before, not every scene in the movie is in the book. But when I've talked to people about this, they feel it's so much more important to flesh out the mother character Because in the book, she was there, but not as prevalent as the movie. But I think that's essential for that relationship. And we're going to hear from Rachel McAdams next. And she's going to talk about the director. But then, after that interview, we're going to hear from Kathy Bates. And the interview she gives is just awesome. I'm I'm not even going to tell you what it's about. I'm just going to let it roll. So first, Rachel talking about the director. 
than Kathy Bates. I think Kelly just has such a, she's so astute about the tiny moments in life that actually add up to something bigger. I mean, she's, she just mines these little nuggets and um, they're so relatable and she doesn't gloss over them. You know, she really digs down on the, the, the micro. And um, I think that's what growing up is like. I mean, it's, it's kind of all these, your firsts, all so many firsts and so many things you could just kind of forget about and they come rushing back and, and you realize that they're, they're just, ep- they're actually epic. And I think she's really good about, about mining those out. Um, and she does it all with incredible humor and heart. I mean, she's so connected to each character. You can tell she's spent so much time with them and creating them and they're her babies. Um, and she put so much care into each of them. I have to say this is one of the most wonderful experiences I've had in I don't know how long. And I'm so so grateful for it. And it's given me a tremendous amount of hope and energy. I'm 72 years old. There are times when you think, girl, I don't know how much longer you can keep this up. And so I am so grateful to feel like I used to when I started out in this business. I cannot tell you what it means to me as an artist and as a woman who has given 50 years of her life to an art form that I believe has the power to change lives. Because it's not about who's popular or who's on the top. It's about creating real human beings so that the dialogue disappears, a human being takes its place, and hopefully that will create empathy in the people who are in the audience. And that, my friends, is why Kathy Bates is so incredible. That was just a great interview. Now, coming up next, talking about great interviews from somebody who's been in the business and is full of wisdom and knowledge to the future. We're going to hear from Abby, who plays Margaret, and just somebody who could be so young, but be so smart compared to some other people in the world who don't get bodily functions are bodily functions. They happen to everybody. So you're going to hear Abby just talk about what issues this book covers. It's so simple, but people want to make it so complicated. I don't get it. And then after that, we're going to hear from Judy Bloom, the author, and is talking about how everybody has a different connection to the book. A lot of the topics that are throughout the movie are what a lot of people deal with. And I think the best way to to talk about anything that happens when you're growing up, like getting your period, getting boobs, is being really honest and straightforward about it. And I think Margaret really... When she meets Nancy and the other girls, she really gets that straightforward, those straightforward answers from her friends. Um, she never really gets that sugar-coated um, talk. 
Oh, I think everyone has their own personal connection to the book, um, to the story, to Margaret herself. Um, but there's a general connection as well as the individual connection. And, um, that, you know, you know, I had with my friends, I was very, very lucky because, you know, I was growing up in the fifties. I wrote the book and I said it in the seventy, in 1970. Um, but a lot of the feelings, of course, came out of my own memories. And that was the fifties. And I was very lucky because I had a group of friends and we talked about it because no adult was talking to us about anything, you know. I mean, we were doing those exercises. I must, I must, I must increase my boss. It was wonderful when I got a chance to show the the kids in the cast how to do it. No, no, not that way, this way. <laughs> and that was fun. Now, coming up next, when she's talking about that kind of scene, we had that scene coming up next. It's iconic. I remember growing up during the, the that era, I remember young women and people just joking about the scene that you're going to play about them wanting to increase their bus size. If you want to get out of those small bras, you're going to have to do the same exercise and technique I do. There's an exercise? Of course there is. You hold your arms out like this and you say, I must, I must, I must increase my bust. I must, I must, I must increase my bust. Does that really work? I'm living proof. Now come on, get up, get up, get up, get up. You'll see. Get up. I must. I must. I must increase my bust. I must. I must increase my bust. Chin up. We must. We must. We must increase our bust. We must. We must. We must increase our bust. We must. We must. We must increase our bust. Shut up. We must increase our bust. Shut up. Feel it working. The best part of growing up is life experiences. And it's a shared experience, the ones you had with your friends. And we can all laugh at them. That's what makes all the growing pains worth it, being able to look back and laugh in what we learned and how we grew. Up next, I'm just going to play a bunch of interviews side by side. I'm not going to interrupt them. I'm going to have them talk about what this movie really is trying to say, what what the character Margaret is about, and how he wants you to feel when you leave this film. And I'm not going to interrupt them. So you get, first you're going to hear from Abby, then producer Amy Brooks, then Rachel McAdams, director Kelly Freeman Craig, and then a little bit more from producer Amy Brooks, and then the author Judy Bloom. Margaret is really about just finding yourself and finding your voice and just figuring everything out from religion to to boys, to periods, to everything, all of the changes that Margaret goes through. And that's what connects us. We're all changing. We're all just figuring ourselves out. And and we need to just be there for each other and respect each other and just love yourself and know that you are enough. This isn't a coming-of-age movie. This is an of-age movie. This is one year in a lifetime that every single person goes through. And there's no coming of it. It's, it's hitting it. It's entering it. It's exiting it. It's a full journey in between those two bookends. And I 
think the coming of age genre is I'll watch any coming of age movie, but I love our story because no one's coming, no one's going. It's present. Margaret's here. I mean, I hope I hope people feel good when they see the movie. I hope it takes them, transports them to um, some really good memories and um, and again, like I said, that uh, life is a little bit strange and that that's all right and um, and that there can be um, some laughter attached to that and and to the awkwardness of of being a person <laughs> at any age. I think they'll go in expecting a story about Margaret and that they're going to relate to way back then and they're going to it's going to jog a lot of memories. But I think the surprise will be that they relate to mom and they relate to grandma. Judy Bloom is amazing. Judy Bloom is so generous. She is so smart. She is so aware of life. And her characters and these stories are so alive for her. And yet she lets them leave the nest for Kelly in the kindest way. I've, I've raised the Simon family. Now it's for you to continue with them. And it's was that simple. I'm hoping that they um, will see it and they'll say, yeah, yeah, that's how it was. That's how I felt when I read the book. So, um, and they'll laugh and they'll cry. And I hope that um, that people are are pleased and moved by it, mostly moved rather than pleased. Everybody involved in this film, you can just hear the passion. It's just wonderful. That's why I, I said to myself, I'm not going to get in, in the way of those interviews. They just they just had a great flow to them. I'm like, nope, you came here for them. You don't care what I have to say. You want to hear what they had to say. So that's why I let, let those just roll through. Well, I hope you enjoyed our in-depth look at Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. Now, if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, any way to improve the show, let me know. CinemaJudge at Hotmail.com or on Instagram, The Cinema Judge, YouTube. I'm on a lot of platforms. I'm even on the Metaverse. If you go to Horizon Worlds, look up Cinema Judge. It's one word. I'm usually out there somewhere late at night hanging out. If you want to talk movies, I talk to a lot of people there about movies. I would love it. Feel free to do so because, hey, if you want to talk movies, I'll talk movies because in the end, it's like this. I can't grow if I don't know. So let me know what I'm doing. Good, not so good. What, what, else, what else do you want to hear? Whatever. I just want to know what I can do better to make you keep coming back. But now if you want to watch the TV version of this, Either go to Bloomington, Minnesota's public access TV station or go to bit.ly backward slash cinema judge. This and several other shows will be there. And on those shows, you can watch them. 
you can watch the interviews, watch the scenes, and you won't hear a peep from me. You won't see or hear me. When you watch the TV version, it's strictly everything they have because you don't need a tour guide for that because you can see it all. So if you want, into, if you're into that, check that out. Several of them are there on demand. But now, if you're a regular listener, this is one of my favorite parts of this show. This is where I give a shout out to all of you who listened to the last episode. So for all you out there, I hope my voice finds you well. And keep telling me how you listen to the show. I love it. Some of you just listen to it when you're sitting at home, driving to work, at work, whatever you're doing. It's so fun. And also, some of you listen to episodes from the back catalog. Because I have a lot of shows from, you know, two weeks ago, two months ago, two years ago. And I love it when people tell me, hey, I listened to this episode from this long ago. I love it. So wherever, whenever, or whatever you're doing, this is for you. All my listeners from the United States, Germany, you guys are awesome. So many from Germany. Australia, same thing. Bulgaria, Poland, Uzbekistan, Spain, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Sydney, New South Wales, St. Paul, Minnesota, Duluth, Minnesota, Blacksburg, Virginia, Des Moines, Iowa, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Morrisville, Pennsylvania, Burbank, California, Sun Prairie, Wisconsin, South Hadley, Mass, Stillwater, Minnesota, Circle Pines, Minnesota, Superior, Wisconsin, Hyde Park, Mass, St. Louis, Missouri, Frankfurt AM, Maine, Hess, Sophia, Capital, in North Rhine, Westphalia, Highlands Ranch, Colorado, and boy, <laughs> I don't know this one at all, L-O-C-H-O-W-O, comma, K-U-J-A-W-S-K-O, dash, P-O-M-O-R-S-K-I-E, wherever you are, that is awesome. And then T-A-S-H-K-E-N-T, thank you so much. And then Moana, is that? M-O-A-N-A-P-O-N-T-E-V-E-D-R-A. To every solitary one of you who took time out of your life to listen to this show, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. <laughs> it truly blows my mind. So, every one of you, thanks a million. But now, it's time for the Bourbon Shoutout. This week, it goes out to the incredible, magnificent crew at Country Inn and Suites, Milwaukee West, Wisconsin. Let me tell you guys, if you ever make it out that way, th that staff is just phenomenal. I had questions, this, all these, whatever I went up to them with, they just greeted it with happiness and answers. And I know I could be annoying. These guys didn't even blink. They're just like, yep, 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 boom. Didn't even hesitate. To the assistant general manager, Adam, you are awesome. I really appreciate you. And thanks for letting me talk about movies with you. Melanie, Sarah, and Dania, every one of you, every day you guys are just treat treating me like just awesome. So truly, thank you so much to the entire staff at Country Inn and Suites, Milwaukee West, Wisconsin. Cheers. Now, as I mentioned briefly before, this is a TV show before I make it into a podcast. So when I'm making the TV version, I'm cranking the tunes. 
I'm sitting here in the basement jamming to music because my two favorite things, movies and music. I can't be in my happier place. So when I'm doing the TV version that eventually becomes this podcast, I could just be blaring tunes. But for this one, I, you know, I go, you know what? I just need a little something different. And I haven't listened to this artist, except for I only heard one song from her several months ago. The song was The Story, Brandy Carlisle. Once I heard that song, I'm like, oh my goodness. This woman can sing and play the guitar. Charisma. Wow. I was just like, man, whatever it is, I need to I need to find her music. So what I did was, you know, with Amazon Unlimited, the music deal, I just downloaded all her albums. So what I did was hit it and said, mm, play. Man, what talent. That voice, the the writing, the everything. I was honestly blown away. I mean, oh, the richness of the songs and the lyrics. If you've never listened to Brandy Carlisle, give it a go. The variety that she has in her songs too is amazing. It doesn't it's not just one kind the whole time. Her genres almost switch even from song to song. So when I was making this bad boy, I was having a blast. Cuz like I said, I only had heard one song, the story. And Wow. Just, it blew my mind. So that's what I was listening to when I was making this. Well, that is it. My glass awaits, and my voice is almost giving out on me again. So, (laughs) cheers to you and to the movies. So until next time, be well, be good, and I'm gone. I'm Jeff. Thanks for listening to The Cinema Judge. (laughs) 